It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Monday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network. Visa.com, the Visa app game, plus iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, and of course the DK network. It is a numbers game. Guessing lines for week number, what are we at? 11? 11 in the National Football League. I can't hear you, man. Can't hear you in my ears. You up there? Oh, no. There it is. Kelly Bidlin, everybody. It's 11. 11. <laughs> Week 11 is what we're going to do here on the show. It's Gil Alexander. That is the voice of Kelly Bidlin, producer number nine. So much more than a producer. How was your weekend, man? Good? Yeah, it was okay. Circa million. That's good. That's done. You're done, though? I think so. Uh, what'd you do? One, three, and one. How about you? I'm having dream season, man. Whew, you're on a roll recently. I'm on fire. Three and one. Bills pending tonight. All right. All right. Uh, 14 and one run on the Megapod. And we're oh, at man. 14 and 1, dude. If it were not for that 0 and 5 in millions, I'd be somebody. But I had an 0 and 5. Yeah. And I had the 0 and 5 week 5, which is the beginning of a quarterly. So, like, it, it's that couldn't have been timed more poorly. Well, I went a 1 and 4 that same yeah. week. We both did terrible that week. Yeah, that sucks. It always sucks to start off a quarter bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and for those who are just tuning in again for guessing lines, let me just say that this is the exercise that has uh, worked out splendidly. Uh, yes, as with any NFL betting success, the balls have to bounce your way on the uh, on the Plinko games. And so that has definitely happened this year. That's the thing, Kelly, too. It's like, I don't know, am I any better this year than I was last year? Just that the, the Plinko games have gone my way. Yeah, I think you have to be you have to be honest about that at times. Um, with us, and certainly at all times with the National Football League. Uh, but this is the exercise that has led us to those wins, and it really is a first reaction. I'm in a cocoon. I don't know the lines. Uh, we'll go through every game that happened yesterday. I will guess what I think the line should be for a Week 11 matchup. Kelly will tell me what they actually are, and within that exercise, we hope to extract value. That's the point of all of this. And, man, has it worked out in spades thus far this year. First, a Survivor update for those still alive in Survivor, Circus Survivor. By the way, I think Steve Fezzik is going to be in the lead or a half game out in, in uh, Circa Millions after Week 10. But in Circa Survivor, a contest that started with 9,267 entries at $1,000 a pop, meaning a $9.267 million pot, 475 of the remaining 1,153 got knocked out yesterday, 422 of which were on the Bengals. Or as Matt Brown calls them, the Bengals. 
Or as one of those announcers calls them, the Bengals. No one can seem to get it right. <laughs> anyway, 422 out on them alone. 475 total. So that brings the wow. initial 9,267 pool down to 678. Whoo! Six to it now. Well, not, I mean, last year there was only 86 left. So 92.68% uh, have been knocked out this year so far. Last year was 98.6%. That's incredible. There were only 86 left at this point last year, but 678 left this year. The intrinsic value of each moves up to $13,668.14. Congratulations to everybody who's still alive. Obviously, uh, we got games coming up this Sunday, followed right by the Thanksgiving three-game fest in Circus Survivor, where that acts as its own week. So good luck to all the remaining uh, who have the 678, some of whom still have 10 entries left, by the way, all 10. They've been shoving on each, each and every one of these weeks. So good luck to all those folks. Uh, let us begin with the Thursday night game, and we'll try to extract some value in week 11. That's what this is all about. What do you got? We got the open Thursday. The guests in lines. Here we go, Monday morning. <laughs> You would think one of these weeks I'd be like, oh, yeah, there's an open to this. Thursday night, the big one, Bengals at Ravens. Oh, we got a great Thursday night yeah, game. Yeah, we really do. As opposed it, to that dreck we saw last yeah. week. It's like these two teams were looking ahead. <laughs> yeah. So Cincinnati at Baltimore. Cincinnati, we just talked about how they crushed Survivor players. Boy, oh, boy, was that a roller coaster of a game. Opening drive yesterday against the Texans. 60-yard drive, Burrow to Trenton Irwin from 32 yards out. 7 to nothing Cincinnati. Then after a trade of punts, Houston had it all the way down fourth and one at the Cincinnati 9. They fumbled the snap, and they failed to convert at the end of the first quarter. So everything going Cincinnati's way in the first. But then after a Cincinnati three and out, Houston goes 66 yards. Stroud to Dell. Tank Dell. What a find. From six out seven to seven with 10.33 left in the second quarter. Then the Bengals would have two three and outs the rest of the half. While Houston drive would be uh, stopped on a strip sack of Stroud by Logan Wilson and Trey Hendrickson on third and six at the Cincinnati 31. Mike Hilton recovering. So it would be 10-7 Houston at the half. So think about that. Houston's up only three at the half, but yet they've had two deep penetrations into Cincinnati territory that ended up in uh, in turnovers. Second half, hundred. by the way, at halftime, 198 yards passing for C.J. Stroud. It's almost like the Panthers should have picked him first. Still so angry about the NFL draft, Benny. C.J. Stroud, by the way, we'll get to this. Not only is he now the ridiculous prohibitive favorite for rookie of the year, it's not even a, it's not even a market anymore, but down to 30 to 1 in some spots for MVP. Here's the thing. If you do the blind resume test, he, he could very well be the MVP. Yeah. The problem is we have stupid, flawed human brains, and they're not going to make him MVP on top of rookie of the year. No, it's just, yeah, it's just too easy. It's like what we talk about with the offensive player of the year sometimes. It's so easy to give him rookie of the year and give a Tyree Kill or Christian McCaffrey offensive player of the year, and then they go with a more established quarterback. We're a stupid species is what it's we really are. It's really dumb. All right, second half of this ball game, 10-7 to 7 is where it is at the, at the half. Um, opening drive, Matt Amendola, 22-yard field goal after Woods was called for illegal touching on a would-be touchdown pass from Stroud, which survived review. That was another one where they could have had more points, and they didn't get it. They settled for the field goal, 13-7 Houston, 9-26 left third quarter. And then after a Cincinnati three and out, Houston goes 60 yards, spurred by a 42-yard P.I., where they just completely ran over Dell. Two plays later, Singletary in from six out, 20-7 Houston, 7-08 left of the third quarter, and the Cincinnati Survivor players are like, oh, no. Now it's 20-10 to 10 after a McPherson 50-yard field goal. 
after Houston three and out, though, Cincinnati goes 73 yards. Burrow on a scramble. Beautiful 64-yard touchdown pass to Chase on a dime. 20-17 to 17 Houston. Ten seconds left in the third. And the Cincinnati Survivor players are like, yes, this is going to happen after all. Nope. Ensuing drive. Houston goes 75 yards on six plays. Stroud in from eight. 27-17 Houston. 12-47 to go. Following drive, Cincinnati matriculates. And here's where it gets really weird for Burrow. So we've replaced your normal Joe Burrow with a uh, cheap imitation. Because Burrow then overthrows a pass picked by DeAndre Houston Carson, 9.35 to go. Then after another Houston punt, Cincinnati matriculates again. First and one at the 13 of Houston. Burrow picked by Shaquille Griffin. One of the worst passes you'll ever see Joe Burrow, uh, you know, actually throw. 3.53 to go. Bengals are on death's door at this point. But then Stroud on third and two at their own 28, 3.41 to go. Picked by Cam Taylor Britt. Return to the four. It's only Stroud's second pick of the year. That leads to a mix and one yard score, 27-24 Houston, 3.18 to go. But Cincinnati only has one timeout left. So with no timeouts left for Cincinnati, all Houston had to do was convert a third and three to ice it with 2.26 remaining. But a three and out instead. Cincinnati gets the ball back down three, 2.10 to go at their own 29. Second play of the drive. Burrow to Boyd for 64, mostly First and goal at the Houston 7 with 1.53 to go. The Cincinnati Survivor players are like, we're going to do this. But a sack. Then Burrow for only one. Then Boyd drops a would-be touchdown pass right through his hands. They settle for the first and 31-yard field goal with 1.33 to go. Way too much time for Stroud. Five plays to get from their own 25 into field goal range. Matt Amendola off the streets. Through the uprights, 38 yards, the first of five walk-offs of the day, 30 to 27, Houston, and the Cincinnati Survivor players are donezo. Burrow, 27 of 40 for 347, two touchdowns, two picks. He was sacked four times. Chase, five for 124 and a touch. Boyd, eight for 117. They gave up 544 total yards to Houston. And then there's Baltimore which this game started against the Browns like every Baltimore game seems to. Second play of the game from scrimmage, second and six at their own 29, 34 seconds into the game. Deshaun picked by Kyle Hamilton to the house, 18 yards, 7 to nothing Baltimore. Then after a Cleveland punt, Baltimore goes 79 yards. Keaton Mitchell in from 39. Man, is he fast. 14 to nothing Baltimore, 10.08 left in the first quarter. We're not even five minutes in, and Baltimore's doing it again. Yep. They're running away with a kill. Come on, we've seen this story before. Yeah, they're not. 14 to 3 now. Lamar to Mitchell for 32, the big play. That leads to a Tucker 37 yard field goal, 17 to 3. Now 17 to 6. Tucker 55 yard field goal try blocked by Jordan Elliott. Anthony Walker with the return. 214 left in the second quarter. 17 to 9 now, by the way, 52 seconds left in the second quarter. First and 10 of their own 36. Lamar picked by Mike Ford on either a severely underthrown ball or a miscommunication, but Cleveland can't capitalize, so it remains 17 to 9 at the half. There were so many times where we thought Baltimore was just going to win this game. There was a there was one of them where you're like, oh, well, it's still 17 to 9. Second half opening drive, Baltimore goes 78 yards. Lamar to OBJ, mostly yak for 40. 24 to 9, Baltimore. Uh, Ravens are going to coast. Nope. 17 play, 75 yard drive that took 10 minutes and 9 seconds for Cleveland. Hunt in from three. Watson, two point conversion. It's 24 to 17. Baltimore, 220 left, three quarter, uh, third quarter. Browns would then force a punt down just seven, but James Brochet muffs it. Recovered by Devin DuVernay, aided by a couple defensive holds. Gus eventually in from one, 31 to 17. Baltimore with 11.34 to go. Again, you're like, I was like a third time. Baltimore's clearly going to win this game. Nope. Cleveland goes 75 yards, 31 to 24. Baltimore now. Watson to Elijah Moore from 10 out. 8.57 left. By the way, Stefanski went for one, you analytics folks. He didn't do, he didn't do the old 
eight to six thing there. Then ensuing drive, second play, Lamar picked by Greg Newsom off a high deflection to the house, 31-30, but Hopkins misses the PAT. Oh, Baltimore's gonna get lucky and win this again. Nope, Baltimore forced the punt, Cleveland gets it back with 4.55 to go down one. Fourth play of the drive, first and 10 at their own 31. Browns then survive. A Odafe Owe strip sack of Watson when offensive lineman Wyatt Teller recovers it. Remember, Kelly, we never remember those moments. Fumble luck. Then 17 to Cooper on the next play. A Deshaun 16-yard run two plays later, and ultimately a Hopkins walk-off 40-yard field goal to win at 33-31 Cleveland in improbable fashion. Lamar finishes with only 13 completed forward passes, 13 of 23 for 223, one touchdown, two picks, sack three times, eight carries for 41. What a game Thursday night this will be. I said Baltimore minus three, just made it the field goal. Didn't know what else to make it. We are, so that was the look ahead. It's out to three and a half at DraftKings. You can shop around three and a half or four is where this game is sitting at right now. Mm, gave him the hook. Yeah, they gave him the hook. Mm. Um, I don't really know which one of these, which one of these teams looked worse yesterday. I guess Cincinnati. I'll tell you what, Lamar or Joe Burrow didn't advance their MVP candidacies very much. No. Yeah, that's for sure. All. all right, that's Thursday night. We'll get to Sunday guessing lines. It's a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here are three reasons Zinn is America's number one nicotine pouch. We use food-grade ingredients. We have a wide selection of varieties, and they all come in two strengths. Find Zinn at a store near you. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Skill Alexander, Kelly Bidlin, guessing lines for week 11. Live from Bar Canada at the D. We get tweets at beating the book. Straight a couple here. Chris Sells at CT Sells. Gil, what a survivor roller coaster. I was going to take Cincinnati, but I switched to Baltimore. For three quarters, I was thinking, I'm a genius. Baltimore <laughs> will win and Cincinnati will lose. Oh, After the game, I didn't watch another second of football today. I woke up feeling like I've lost my best friend. Yeah. Losing your survivor entry late is about as brutal as it gets. Yeah. Because you start to feel it. You start to taste it. And guys like me come on the air every week, and they're like, intrinsic value, 13000 And, you know, it's the, and then it goes away. Yeah, I, I think Survivor even more than millions, but that, that's a little bit how I'm feeling today, too. This is the, like, I you, didn't have a horrible betting weekend, but because millions went so bad after, like, you know, I had been cruising, and yeah. it's just been so bad the past couple of weeks, you're like, oh, what a gut punch. If you had told me before the season, you're like, Gil, here's the thing. You're going to just go craps out on Survivor early but you're actually going to be in it in millions close to Thanksgiving. I'd be like, you're talking to the wrong guy. 
You're completely talking to the wrong guy. Uh, this is from uh, Andy V. Andy Vigil says, uh, Gil and Kelly, do you guys feel it in the air? The autumn air, the brown and red leaves, the Christmas lights going up, the eggnog for sale. <laughs> and, of course, baseball awards week. Oh, yeah, who could forget? Andy's Miami Heat on a five-game winning streak. Baseball awards, for those who missed it, would you like the schedule? Here it go. Tonight, Rookie of the Year. Well, I thought we got, like, man or uh, Executive of the Year first. No. Nope. Is that tomorrow? Executives happened last week. <laughs> oh, I already missed that. Shucks, who won? <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Tonight, Rookie of the Year. Tomorrow, Manager of the Year. Wednesday, Cy Young's. And then Thursday, MVP. All right. By the way, you don't get your all-MLB team until mid-December. Just want to point that no. out as well. All right, what's next? Sunday, early window, no European games, Steelers at the Browns. Oof. The 6-3 and three Steelers at the 6-3 and three Browns. I know that New England and Indianapolis are not involved in Week 11. They both have buys, but have we seen the end of Mac Jones? Mac Jones, who was oh, benched. Yeah. You, 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 so I would say 1,000%. If Zappy didn't throw that interception, and then Zappy, but, but Zappy, like they didn't, he didn't practice that. He didn't practice like you, you. You can't, right? You can't when if you decide to bench Mac Jones in that situation, you can't go back to that guy. <laughs> like not this season, right? I wouldn't be surprised either way. The Patriots—that's the thing. I wouldn't be shocked either way either. Patriots have two wins. Will Bill Belichick be their coach next season? I don't know. I mean, they did give, they gave Bailey Zappi plenty of opportunities to steal that job, too, here over yep. the past year. Yep. So they clearly don't, I mean, remember, he he was like on the practice squad. Yeah. They, they let him go through waivers and everything. Like, they're clearly not big fans of him either. No. What's the game? Sunday, Sunday morning? Six and three Steelers at the six and three Browns. Oh, the other two teams in the AFC North. Yep. The six and three Steelers at the six and three Browns. Steelers yesterday, they get it done. Oh. And boy, was that nip and tuck with Green Bay. They win it 23 to 19. Uh, three and a half point spread in this game. Opening drive, 75 yards, helped along by a 17 yard uh, pass interference. Najee in from 4 7 to nothing, Pittsburgh. Ensuing drive, Green Bay came right back, 69 yards. Love to Dobbs. Romeo Dobbs in the corner of the end zone. What a beautiful pass by Jordan Love from 8 out, 7 to 7, 442 left in the first quarter. Then the next drive, Pittsburgh goes 60 yards. Jalen Warren in from 16, 14 to 7, Pittsburgh. Uh, less than a minute into the second quarter. 17-7 game now. Green Bay goes 80 yards. A Dylan 40-yard run, the big play. Third and 16 at the Pittsburgh 35. Love to Jaden Reed. Touchdown. Another beautiful pass by Jordan Love. Honestly, Jordan Love was great in this game. Those passes, like if he doesn't make them perfectly, this might have been a blowout. 17-13 Pittsburgh. Carlson's PAT. I'm talking about Anders Carlson's PAT blocked his PAT attempt blocked so it remains 17 to 13 that never comes back and haunts you <laughs> never 414 left in the second quarter that would be the score at halftime third quarter Carlson from 31 made it 17 to 16 Pittsburgh then he made one from 28 gave Green Bay their first lead of the game at 19 to 17 then Boswell from 49 20 to 19 Pittsburgh and then after a Green Bay three and out and a subsequent trade of punts Pittsburgh gets a 35 yard Boswell field goal 23 to 19 514 to go Green Bay matriculates second and nine at the Pittsburgh 14 they're 14 yards away from taking the lead 332 to go love picked off in the end zone on a defect on a deflection by Pat Patrick Peterson into the hands of Keanu Neal, 3.20 to go. Green Bay would get the ball back with 59 seconds to go at their own, at their own 19. Jordan Love brings him downfield, spurred on by Love to Jaden Reed, 46-yard connection, and a subsequent fourth and two conversion. Green Bay gets it to the Pittsburgh 16, three seconds left. 
Love picked by DeMonte Kazee. Ball game, 23-19. Pittsburgh holds on in courtesy of the missed extra point. They cover. Pick at 14 of 23 for 126. No touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked once. Uh, Jalen Warren, 15 for 101 on the ground and a touchdown. Pittsburgh outgained by Green Bay, 399 to 324. Why is that significant? They're 6-3, and three and they've been outgained in every single game this season. Incredible. Mike Tomlin and the Magic Beans. They were plus two in turnovers. Those two picks at the end uh, were the keys to preserve the win. Uh, at Cleveland, Deshaun, yesterday in that uh, win, that comfort-behind win over Baltimore, Deshaun Watson was 20 of 34 for 213, one touchdown, one pick. He was sacked four times, eight carries for 37 yards. Jerome Ford, 17 for 107. Cooper, Mari Cooper, six for 98 through the air, 10 penalties for 55 yards for Cleveland. Pittsburgh at Cleveland, two six and three teams. They are not at all similar. I will say Cleveland by six. Okay, just real quick, this is Deshaun Watson was in a walking boot after the game yesterday. He did speak post-game, though, and said, I'll be fine. Right now, I'm not feeling well, but I'll be fine. I'll be ready to go. Uh, ready to go. Um, you had Steelers by, or Browns by six. It is three and a half over at DraftKings, mostly fours out there right now. Give me the Browns. I think, I think you're right. That seems too low. Um, At I, some point, this I has agree. to implode on Pittsburgh. I, I would think so, too. I would think so. I don't really feel comfortable betting the Browns just as I've been very skeptical of how healthy, how healthy Deshaun I mean, is. I mean, he and now he's got another injury. But Yeah, and, and by the way, he hasn't been lighting it up exactly, I thought but he's a arm, lot better than the alternative. I thought his arm looked better yesterday. Yeah. For, for, I didn't get to see a ton. We were, I was on the air for a lot of it, but he... I thought he had some he had some air under that ball a little bit more. It was a, he was zipping it in there a little bit better. Did seem a little bit more strength on this throw. So I'm with you here. I think I think I'll be playing Browns as well. What's next? Next up, we have Bears at Lions. Three and seven Bears coming off a Thursday night win. Extra rest at the seven and two Lions. Uh, Bears played on Thursday uh, behind Tyson Bajant. This is going to depend on if it's Fields or Bajant to me. But Detroit. Yeah. What a ping-pong game with the Los Angeles Chargers. 3-3 three to three game. Detroit goes 75 yards. Jameer Gibbs rushing for 52 on that drive. Eventually in from one, he goes 10-3 to three Detroit. Then after Herbert was picked by Kirby Joseph, Detroit set up at the Chargers 33. They convert a fourth and five and a fourth and one along the way. They end up second and goal at the one. Montgomery stuffed twice. And then on fourth, Golf forced to throw it away. 13-09 left in the second quarter. Still a seven-point game. Uh, but after a Chargers three and out, Detroit goes 60 yards. Gibbs accounting for 33 of those in from one on fourth goal, 17 to three Lions. And all the Lions backers are like, you see, Gil, they're so much better than the Chargers. Eh, slow that down. Ensuing drive, Chargers go 75 yards. Herbert to Allen from 29 out on a dime, 17 to 10 Lions. First play, next drive. Montgomery for 75, touchdown, 24 to 10 Detroit. Then Chargers, 10 plays, 75 yards. Eckler in on fourth and one from the two, 24 to 17 Detroit at the half. Neither defense can stop the other offense. At halftime, it's 3.07 to 2.10. Total yards advantage for Detroit. Herbert had 179 yards passing. Third quarter, Lions bypass a 55-yard field goal try. They decide to punt. Shouldn't have done that. Chargers then go 92 yards. Herbert to Jalen Guyton from 18 out. 24-24. 7.59 left third quarter. Ensuing drive. Seven play, 75-yard drive for the Lions. Goff to St. Brown from 33 and 20 to the house. Concluding that drive, 31-24 Detroit, 4-31 left in the third quarter. Following drive, now without Keenan Allen, who was knocked out on the previous Chargers drive with a shoulder injury. Chargers get a break when officials call a P.I. on fourth and goal from the one suspect. 
Then it takes him four more plays to get in on the subsequent fourth and goal from the one. Herbert to Johnston. First touchdown of the year for Quentin Johnston. 31-31, 11-30 to go. By the way, six total plays for the Chargers from the one. That's how long it took him to get that in. Next drive, tie ball game now. 31 apiece. Detroit, seven plays, 75 yards. Goff to Brock right from 25 out. 38-31, halfway through the fourth quarter. Then the Chargers go 68 yards. I think you get the idea. Fourth and one at the Detroit 38. Herbert to Allen. Touchdown. What a pass. What a play. Allen back in the game. 38-38. 3.38 left. Detroit ends up with a fourth and two at the Chargers 27. 1.47 to go. This is the moment in the game. Your mere mortal coach kicks a field goal. Not Dan Campbell. Favorite to win coach of the year still. Although the... Uh, Objects in his rearview mirror are, are uh, getting larger. Goff to Laporta for six. First down, setting up a Riley Patterson 41-yard walk-off. 41-38 Detroit. Detroit with a bye week before that. Chargers on short rest. Detroit gets it done by three. Goff, 23 of 33 for 333. Two touchdowns, no picks. He wasn't sacked. Montgomery, 12 for 116 and a touchdown. Gibbs, 14 for 77 and two touchdowns on the ground. Three catches for 35. St. Brown, eight for 156 and a touchdown. 533 to 421 advantage in total yards. I will say Detroit by seven and a half if it's Fields, ten and a half if it's a Bajant. It is Lions nine and a half right now at DraftKings. We are going up to ten places. I had nine a couple hours ago in there. We shall see if Tyson Bajant will start his fifth straight game. More guessing lines on the other side right here at Beeson. Skill Alexander, Kelly Bidlin, live from Bar Canada here at the D in downtown Las Vegas. Kelly, I am not usually the guy who talks about these big bets. You know how there's like a whole cottage industry of people who are like, oh, there's this bet made here and this bet made here, yeah. and oh, my God, look, everybody. Welcome to the action, Rich Floridians, though. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I, I, had to, I had to mention this one because it's only five days into yeah. them having betting. But uh, some dude in South Florida won $5.5 million on a $500,000 four-leg NFL parlay uh, with the newly reopened Hard Rock Sportsbook. Yep. Uh, and here we, he did it when, when Matt Amendola, we talked about Houston winning that game on the Matt Am Amendola kick. Four legs of his parlay were Texans to beat the Bengals, so Texans on the money line, Texans-Bengals to go over 44-and-a-half, Devin Singletary to score a touchdown, and Singletary to go over 51-and-a-half rushing yards. Wait, where, where's the part about – oh, Amadola won the game for them. That's why it was the Amadola part. Yeah. Okay, so that dude – and now apparently earlier in the week – Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So apparently earlier in the week, somebody bet $1.546 on Kent State. Yeah. By the way, they have one win this year. I think it was the first day they were officially fully open. Against – no, that was the second day on second Wednesday. Day. Against okay. Bowling Green, and of course, Kent State got trounced 49-19. to So he lost – 1.12 million at Kent State plus the plus the points and then 426,000 on the money line. The, I heard he was back the next day. Too. I just want to know this. If this is is this the same dude or are, or is South Florida out of their heads? I mean, hey, look, it's a lot of what Is we, this going to be South Florida now? Yeah, I, I yes, I think it is. Like like, like yeah, you're always going to get these heavy ones out of the gates, right? Like I don't think we're going to see 5 mil every every weekend, well, right? Not but if you're like, doing these parlays cuz you're going to lose all your money. Yeah. Um but like the, you know, we've always talked about. I mean, California, Florida, Florida, Texas. Like it's not just it's not just the population, right? Like when you talk Californians and Floridians, especially, <laughs> like, there's some money down there. I would like a uh, empanizado de, de, and a uh, batido de chocolate and a five hundred thousand dollar four leg parlay, please. <laughs> All right, what do you got? What's next? Oh, man. By the uh, way, just a review. I yeah. I like Cleveland. If it's Deshaun playing and it's only, what do you say, three and a half? Three and a half is out there. There's four, the mostly fours right now, but Give three and a half at DraftKings. Yep.
right. Um, all right, next up, Chargers at Packers. All right, we talked about both these teams. Chargers lose to the Lions by three at home. Green Bay loses by four on the road to the Steelers. It's the four and five Chargers, the three and six Packers. Herbert in the loss, 27 of 40 for 323, four touchdowns, one pick. He was not sacked. Eckler, 19 for 67 on the ground and a touchdown, four catches for 48. Keenan Allen, 11 for 175 and two touchdowns. And again, uh, 533 420 to 421, disadvantage in total yards. They gave up 533 to the Lions. Green Bay in defeat. Jordan Love, 21 of 40 for 289, two touchdowns, two picks, uh, and he was sacked once. Those two touchdown passes were beautiful. Got to give Jordan Love credit where it is due. Uh, yes, the picks stunk at the end, as they typically do, but uh, he was solid for much of that game. They outgained Pittsburgh, 399 to 324, keeping Pittsburgh's getting out gain streak intact for the entire year. But they were minus two in turnovers. We mentioned those two picks at the end to preserve the win for Pittsburgh. I will say the Chargers minus three on the road. Yeah, you're pretty Bay. much spot on. It is three. There is a couple three and a halves out there, but it is mainly three, mainly three juiced to the Chargers side. All right. Next. Raiders at Dolphins. The five and five Raiders at the six and three Dolphins. Who's got the most infl who's got the record in football now where you're like, I cannot believe this team is X. You know what? That's a good point. Here, are, here been, are your choices. I've been ripping on the Steelers. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Give me my choices. The Steelers at six and yep. three, for sure. The Steelers at six and three. Mm -hmm. The Raiders at five and five. The Colts at five and five. And there's one more six and three that's just ridiculous at six and three. Who's 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 like also a Fugazi six and three? Besides the Steelers, there's another one. Not Seahawks. Quite. Seahawks six and three. Who's who's got the the record where you're like, I cannot believe this team is that. It's got to be the Steelers still, right? Now, I you know what I've been ripping on them the past couple weeks. I think I'm going to go Raiders. Raiders five and five Raiders is actually more unbelievable to me than the Steelers being six and three. I think you're right. That's it's choice. Steelers definitely number two though. It's choice number two for me is the Raiders for sure. Five and five now. After that barn burner of a game against the Jets last night, how did this game stay under? I know. It's incredible. Uh, Raiders win it 16-12. to Antonio Pierce, 2-0 as the head coach of the Raiders. Teams traded field goals, 6-3 uh, Jets. Second and 11 for Vegas at their own 24. O'Connell was then picked by Jordan Whitehead. That led to a Zerline 30-yard field goal, so it was 9-3 Jets. Three field goals to one, 11.48 left in the second quarter. Then after a would-be Zach Wilson 23-yard touchdown run, he apparently stepped out at the three. He Not apparently, he did. That was, of course, in, in Jets fashion, followed by a hold. And so, yeah, <laughs> sorry, didn't get anywhere. By the way, the, um, the team's traded punts. The, the, that was after the team's traded punts. Uh, Vegas knocked themselves out of field goal range with two sacks on the second of those, but a Carlson 54-yard field goal made it 9-6 to six Jets at that point at halftime. So, by the way, on that, Zach Wilson, you know, didn't get the touchdown. Then they were knocked out with the hold. They didn't get any points on that. So a 9-6 to six Jets at this point in the ballgame. Then a trade of punts, an additional Jets punt. Carlson 40-yard field goal, 9-9. to nine. We're tied. It's riveting. 2.36 left in the third quarter. The bottom line in this game is every time the Jets and the Raiders got close to a touchdown, it seemed like 
it was either a sack fest or then penalties, and they just couldn't do anything once they had uh, gotten all the way downfield. Then after a Jets three and out, spurred on by a Jacobs 40-yard run, O'Connell to Michael Mayer, 70-yard, uh, seven, pardon me, seven-yard touchdown pass, 16-9 Las Vegas, 14-10 to go. Zerline does get a 45-yard field goal, 16-12 Las Vegas, 11-58 to go. Then the Raiders have fourth and inches at their own 44 to Andre Carter for 15. But three plays later, Josh Jacobs fumbles. Ashton Davis recovers, 6.06 to go. I guess he recovered it. We'll never know. Looked like Jacobs might have had it on the ground, but there wasn't enough in that pile to, uh, to overturn. So the Jets start at their own 24, down four. They get to the Las Vegas 20, 1.22 to go. What does Zach Wilson do in these situations, Kelly? He throws a pick. Mm -hmm. Robert Spillane picks it. Looks like the Raiders are going to win it. No problem. But Jets have all three timeouts left. They use two of them, and they bat down a pass on third. Raiders are trying to seal it. So they get the ball back. The Jets do with 53 seconds to go and one timeout at their own 20, down four. And the Jets actually get it into Hail Mary range and give Zach Wilson at least credit for this. I don't know how he got this ball off and how he was able to get it all the way downfield, but he's running to his left. Max Crosby is chasing him. And Wilson somehow you know, gets the pass downfield, and Garrett Wilson, I think, gets his hand on it. They yeah. also had a second receiver who got a hand on it. But it does fall to the ground, and the Raiders win it 16-12. to 12. But it, right, that right there, though, is like the end of that game. It's what's so frustrating about Zach Wilson, right? Like, he, he might be small, but that kid's got a cannon of it. That's an amazing and pass. He's extremely athletic. So this is all the things that's so frustrating about Zach Wilson. He just makes terrible decisions. Yeah, we'll get to the Jets, but they they fall to four and five. So the all the whole the whole Aaron Rodgers is returning this year, thinking uh, simmer down for a week at least. But the Raiders are five and five. They they're playing the Dolphins. The Dolphins are going to be on uh, off a bye here. Like the Cowboys, they're a bully. Whew, I'm gonna say minus ten. You are you are spot on, and I know you're usually looking for value based off of what your guess is, but is this is this not a bet on Miami? Like I, I think I'm willing to lay ten with the Dolphins. <laughs> they are a bully. They shove people, they shove these crappy teams around, and the Raiders. Let's put it this way: Do you know any? I mean, I say this, but then every week we see lines doing funny things where it's like, oh, money's coming in on the Raiders. I was gonna right. say yes. No, I, you are right. I was gonna say, would you? Do you know anybody who would race to bet the Raiders here? No. That, that's why I'm a little scared of it moving the Miami way, but you are right. The bulk of the season yeah. on those bigger favorites, it's funny. the dogs have taken money. Because there's always going to be this too cool for school. It's, it's the sharp thing to do. Well, and unders have been hitting. I get it. Like yeah. there, there's more. Yeah, there's more to every spread now with all these with with the low scoring in the NFL. But man, I, this this just feels like Dolphins blowout written all over it. I think I think the reason I asked that question though at the beginning is it is exactly the answer I wanted to listen. It was as, as obvious as Pittsburgh would be to be the most ridiculous record at six and three. The Raiders at five and five is pretty damn ridiculous. Yeah. Also, I didn't even realize they were five and five till you said that. To be honest, but yet, now that I'm thinking about it, yes, they, that is more ridiculous than the Steelers being six and three. Uh, still like Cleveland the best of all these so far, assuming Deshaun plays. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, mean, I think I'm with you. Who's, Raiders are not. I don't, I don't think I'm rushing on that one, though, because there's too much going on. Too much going on. Right, too right much now. going on. But, yes, that would that would definitely be there. And especially, at, like, we're getting four at this point. Like, I, I yes, there is, there is a difference between four and four and a half once you get into the actual dead, dead numbers. But 
I don't know. You really sweating that that much? I'd rather be. I'd rather know more about the injury injury stuff with Watson. You know what this Raiders Dolphins game feels like, though? It feels like, oh, I've got my three picks. Now I've got to fill out my fourth and fifth for a contest. Oh yeah. Am I gonna make the Dolphins? Toss by the way, the by the way, the Ravens were the team that got me doing that last week or this past week here in, in Circa Millions. They were a, uh, you know, a oh, random yeah. pick right. to fill out my contest, and that did not work I out. Had Ravens, I had Bengals, I had all the good losers. <laughs> all right, a lot more to get to. Guessing lines, week eleven, numbers game, Visa, the Sports Betting Network. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, that uh, James Harden L.A. Clippers thing is working out great, isn't it, Kelly? <laughs> it's working out great for betters. Couldn't see that coming, <laughs> Clippers brass. Jesse Welch, we get tweets at BD the Book. Jesse Welch, without fail, my, my minus 1,000 ticket cashes on Gilly to railroad through the guessing lines open. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah, Indiana Jet. And people wonder why companies like DraftKings, FanDuel, spend gobs and gobs of money on lawyers and marketing and lobbyists to get laws passed that would allow them to open up shops in Florida and California. Yeah, exactly. Well, well, and that, that was one thing I wanted to bring yeah. up real quick when we were talking about that. I'm glad, I'm glad that tweet came in because th- we are going to keep hearing about these big bets in Florida. Why? Because there's only one sports book that's correct. right now, yes. right? I mean, so it's only going to be one book that's promoting all this stuff. This gambling thing's going to catch on at some point, Kelly. <laughs> it really is. Can't wait to. Can't uh, wait for Nevada to get legalized, well, buddy. I was going to say, Florida, I, I was telling you about Florida friends of mine that you're just like us now. Like, you're going to be in the Nevada sports betting mode. Like, can't wait till you get legalized fully, too, <laughs> and you actually get other books to shop lines at. Oh, man. Some of the things that just, like, we just don't have, we... We're so beaten into submission on. Like, again, it's like, they, oh, look, you can bet Grand Slam tennis tournaments for next year. To this person to win three, this person to win four. It's like, can we just get those? I know. Just, well, it's not that big a deal. I know. It's tough. It's tough. Let's get some more lines. What do you got next? Early window, Giants at Commanders. Oh, the Giants at the Commodes. All right. Come on, Commodes. You got to win this football game. The two and eight Giants, the four and six Commodores. Giants, listen. One of my uh, correct picks was Dallas laying the, laying the wood on the Giants. And you're never going to get rich in the NFL laying those kind of points. But this was one of those where the Giants are just, it's the Tommy DeVito-led Giants. They're just so bad. Dallas first drive. Didn't start out that way, though. Dallas first drive of the game. They were stopped on fourth and goal at the two when Pollard only got one. But then the Giants gained four yards on three plays from their one. But then after another Dallas three and out, the Giants this time, Kelly, went minus two yards in three plays from their six. 
Dallas, though, then went 54 yards. Lamb in from 14, 7 to nothing. Dallas, 338 left in the first quarter. But, and this was the high point of the game for the Giants. After a Giants punt, last play of the first quarter, Dak picked by Cordale Flott, setting up the Giants first and 10 at the Dallas 11, just down 7. Here's your sequence. Incomplete, almost picked. Saquon for two. DeVito for six. Fourth and two at the four. Saquon stuffed for no gain. 13-23 left in the second quarter. And thus began the Cowboys blowout. Dallas then goes 96 yards on eight plays. Dak to Cooks for 25 and to Lamb for 30. A lot of Cooks and a lot of Lamb. Made you hungry. The big chunks on that drive. Dak to Jake Ferguson from one out. 14 to nothing. Dallas, 848 left second quarter. Then after another three and out from uh, the Giants. Dallas goes 54 yards. Dak to Cooks from 10 out. 21 to nothing. Dallas, 348 left second quarter. Then another Giants three and out. 85 yards on seven plays for Dallas. Dak to Cooks for a combined 50 on the drive. Then a ridiculous throw. Throw the ball up on the run that lands in Lamb's hands for 17. Dak ultimately in from 10 out on third and nine. 28 to nothing. Dallas at the half. Remember, they're giving... Anywhere between 16 and a half to 17 and a half, depending on where you got this. Third quarter after the, t- after the team's trade three and outs. Now, the Giants at this point had 19 total yards on their first eight drives. That's not good. Told that's not good. You know what they do on this drive? They go 91 yards. All on the ground except for the final 10. DeVito to Lawrence Cager. 10-yard touchdown pass. 28-7 Dallas. And suddenly, the spread is not as uh, comfy as it once was. But then Dallas immediately goes 86 yards in six plays. Dak to Gallup for 41. That's to Gallup for 41. 35 to 7. Dallas, 440 left third quarter. Dallas would uh, add another score after Deron Bland picked DeVito downfield. Dak to Cooks for 37 and 32 on the drive. To Lamb for the score. 12-yard touchdown pass. 42 to 7. Dallas. Dallas would eventually win it 49 to 17. I don't want to gloss over that last part of the game because I know somebody. Uh, I don't know if he wants me to, to say his name. But his name rhymes, and he's on the Megapod. He had the Giants under team total. And the Giants Giants used all of their timeouts. They they were like, we must get this touchdown. And they did. So it goes over the team total. That's a brutal loss for those folks. 14-play, 75-yard drive. Like, they actually put a drive together, too. We must cut this to 32. (laughs) And they did. 49-17. to DeVito ended up 14 for 27 for 86. Two touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked five times. Seven carries for 41 yards. Giants 0 for 12 on third down in this game. 0 for 12 on third down. They were outgained by Dallas 640 to 172. That's incredible. In the passing yardage, they were outgained 472 to 61. Also 37 21 to 22 39 in time of possession. Those are your New York Giants. Who are they playing? Oh, they're playing Washington. My favorite favorite player prop yesterday Tommy DeVito over. (laughs) His interception prop over a half interception at DraftKings was minus 230. Minus 230. You just don't never see numbers like that. And it hit. You had to wait till like the third quarter, but it hit. This is Tony Holtzman Escareno, who says Dak Prescott has three straight games with 300-plus passing yards and three-plus passing touchdowns. Only three players have had a longer streak in a single season since the 1970 merger. That's, again, three straight games with 300-plus passing yards and three-plus passing touchdowns. That can't be true. Yeah, it's kind of surprised me when I saw this, too. Is that true? Yeah. Uh, we got to fact check network. that. Steve Young had five in a row uh, in 1998, and uh, Mahomes and Peyton Manning each have had streaks of four. That can't be right. I dispute that All tweet. Right. I dispute that. Uh, by the way, Steve Fezzik with a, with a, tw- with a text on this. Uh, Steve Fezzik said, 
He said, Dak stepped on the sideline going in for a touchdown versus the Eagles last week. Zach Wilson did it this week, as you just talked about, uh, in the game against the Raiders last night. You could argue both of those plays cost those teams the game. Is this really all that difficult? Do these quarterbacks have to put their size 13 feet one millimeter from the sideline? Wouldn't it be prudent to always give yourself a minimum of six inches away right before you, you leap for the pylon? Steve Fezzik, angry at quarterbacks with large feet hitting the sidelines on their way into the end zone. Uh, I was in, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with Steve on this. I'm with Steve on this. I was, in, I was bothered by this last week, too. There was a, uh, here's where I will give him. There was a Pittsburgh Steelers game, which I think they eventually won because they eventually win games. There had like multiple receivers. It wasn't the quarterback, but it multiple receivers who kept stepping out of bounds. Yeah, like Deontay Johnson, out of bounds. Pickens, out of bounds. Like, no, do you know where the sideline is? Do you have any? Anyway, back to this game. Giants at Washington? Yeah. Oh, Washington yesterday against Seattle. Kelly, this didn't work out well for Kelly. Nope. Fourth play from scrimmage, Howell ad-libbing. To Brian Robinson, 51 to the house, mostly yak. Slide doinks the PAT, 6 to nothing. Washington. 134 in. Three Myers field goals versus one Sly field goal along the way. It was 9 to 9 at the half. 9 to 9. Third quarter after Seattle punt, Sly 47 yard field goal, 12 to 9. Washington. 10 32 left third quarter. Ensuing drive. Two plays, 75 for Seattle. Geno to Walker for 64, mostly yak. 16 to 12. Seahawks, 9 43 left third quarter. Then second play, ensuing drive. Howell runs for 15 yards and a first down, but he's tackled by Witherspoon. He fumbles. It's recovered by Reek Woolen. Seattle cannot capitalize, though. So after another skins punt, Sly, 45-yard field goal, uh, makes it 19, oh, excuse me, uh, not Sly, uh, Myers, 45-yard field goal, makes it 19-12 to 12 Seattle, 12-14 to go. Washington then goes 73 yards on eight plays. Howell to Gibson from 19 out. We're tied at 19, eight minutes to go. Kelly's feeling, uh, feeling like uh, he needs a touchdown, and he gets one. Seattle ends up with fourth and five at the Washington 39 with 4.41 to go. Incomplete, well over Metcalf's reach. P.I. called on Benjamin St. Just. Apparently, the refs are like, yeah, he could have caught that if he's 15 feet tall. Why is that even on the books if we're not going to call him? Leads to a Geno to lock it. Five-yard touchdown pass. Four plays later. 26-19 Seattle. 3.47 to go. Kelly Bidlin feeling good. But then Washington. Fourth and one at the Seattle. 43. 1.28 to go. Howell to McLaurin for eight. Three plays later. Deami Brown for 35. Touchdown. 26, 26, 52 seconds to go. And as with every single game in this league this Sunday, that was way too much time. Seattle goes 50 yards in six plays using their two remaining timeouts. Myers walk off 43-yard field goal. Again, one of five walk-off field goals in the uh, National Football League yesterday. 29-26 Seattle. They win it. Howell 29 of 44 for 312, three touchdowns, no picks, sack three times, two carries for 17 yards, and that fumble lost. He's good, man. They just need to give him a line. Give that man an offensive line. They'll do it this offseason. Brian Robinson, 8 for 38, six catches for 119 and a touchdown. But Washington gave up 489 total yards to the Seahawks. That said, Giants at Washington. Washington's got to get this done. I split the difference between 7 and 10, made it 8.5. I think it's my favorite line of the season. Commanders 10. Here's the thing. Commanders 10. Washington doesn't blow out anybody. Yeah. It just doesn't happen. So, like, if, you, if you're racing to lay this, I would just yellow caution light on it. They should crush them. I hope they crush them, but it scares me. I, I don't know. Like, Washington's not a good football team. They are laying 10 points. And there's no way I would be taking it with the Giants. They no win, way. They win this, though. They get to 5-6, and six, and I have that alternate uh, season win total under. 
That's still very no, much alt in play. Over. Alt over. Alt over. Alt over. Pardon me. Alt under on the Giants. Alt under on the Giants. Well, that's getting no. Alt over on Washington. We'll come back. Whole bunch more games to get to. Guessing lines right here at Visa. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Our number two of a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, however you take it us in. We appreciate it. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. Uh, still guessing lines for week 11. So far, like the Browns. Looking for more. Uh, you said Friday night, Kelly, off air. It was it was a Vison significant other night. You met a lot of Vison significant others. Yeah. You did not meet mine. No, I didn't. We it's were just at, a, a random a random occurrence of of so many people at Circa that I ran into. Arles Burke, whole yeah, crew. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we went to the Tony 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 show on Friday night. How yeah, was it? You built, of, you were looking forward to it for like three of, months. One of the top ten concerts of my life. <laughs> That's great. At the Palms <laughs> Pearls. Here's the thing about Tony, Tony, Tony. This is just a brief aside before we get back to guessing lines. They are uh, 90s R&B. They take you back to that time in your life when you were young and beautiful and you could rule the world. And they were they were not derivative of anything else. They were their own sound. And they are spectacularly. It was just fantastic. There you go. Tony, Tony, Tony has done it again. Just uh, one uh, one stop here in Vegas? One one show. One okay. show and out. One show and out. Yeah. A couple in the Bay. A couple in Oakland next week for those who are uh, interested. Back go. in their hometown of Oakland. All right. What's next? Early window still on Sunday. Cowboys at Panthers. Six and three Cowboys, one and eight Panthers. Panthers are the last team with one win, right? That's it. Yeah, I think so. Everybody else got, got at least two. Yeah. Uh, Dallas is six and three off that win over the Giants. Dak ended up, by the way, twenty-six of thirty-five for four oh four. Four touchdowns, one pick. He was not sacked. Two carries for seventeen yards and that touchdown. Cooks, nine for one seventy-three and a touchdown. Is that the best game of his career? Sure feels like it. Lamb, eleven for one fifty-one and a touchdown. He also had one carry for fourteen yards. That was a touchdown. They held the Giants, as we said, to zero for twelve on third, zero for twelve on third downs. They outgained the Giants six forty to one seventy-two, four seventy-two to sixty-one in the passing game. And then there's Carolina, who uh, you know will have the extra rest here <laughs> since that Thursday night loss to the Bears. I mean, the Cowboys are the ultimate bully, right? I say minus ten on the road here. Uh, you are low light, I yeah, believe, my friend. I would imagine I this. Would. Uh, this did open up in that area. We are eleven. At, we're at eleven most places now. There are some ten and a halves out there. Yeah, I mean, I, I happily laid the sixteen and a half. I don't know that I would lay it here. Can't do that twice in a row. Well, I, 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 the other one that's interesting is, like, does Bryce Young? Do they just let him play out the season? You know, I like, think so. I think you have to. I think you have to too. It was someone's wondering about yesterday a little bit. Unless he's getting, unless game. he starts getting into Sam Howell sack mode, right, where he's just getting destroyed. You don't right, want to protect right. him at that yeah. point. But otherwise, you play him. Yeah, I think you're right. It's just it doesn't. This team just feels lost right now. I mean, offensively with the coaching staff, like who's calling plays? I just like love the plays aren't working. They have no weapons. Like. I love all these mainstream media posts. Oh, they, they really wish they had drafted Stroud now. I was like, yeah, but we said this then. 
said this then. Like, how are you trading up and not drafting Stroud? You traded up to draft this kid? And again, is it all Bryce Young's fault? It is not, because the team has no weapons. They have nobody. They have nobody. They have nobody. The line's terrible. The wide, I mean, we were joking about it on Friday, man. Adam Thielen's their best wide receiver, and it's not even really close. And who would have said the thought that coming into the year? But here's the thing. If we had, if C.J. Stroud were on the Panthers and Bryce Young were on the Texans, would the Panthers be quite as bad? Maybe. Would the Texans be as good? Not a no chance. Way. No way. Yep. Is is probably the case. Yeah, I think Stroud I no would get the Panthers this. a couple more wins. I don't know how yeah. much better than that they'd be. Though. I have no way of proving this, but that's what that's what I'm going with. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. What's next? The Titans at the Jaguars. Three and six Titans, six and three Jaguars, or as normal people say, Jaguars. Uh, Tennessee loses to Tampa Bay. This is the game I wanted no part of. Tennessee led it uh, three to nothing in a game that had featured a bad Mayfield pick early and then Nick Folk's first missed field goal of the season. Then Tampa Bay with a six-play, 85-yard drive, took three minutes and nine seconds. Mayfield on a screen to Rashad White from 43 out. Touchdown, 7-3, to Tampa Bay, 539 left in the second quarter. That would be the score at the half. Second half, opening drive, McLaughlin, 25-yard uh, field goal. That was after Evans dropped a sure touchdown two plays earlier. 10-3 to Tampa Bay, you were like... That could come back and haunt these Buccaneers. Evans with a straight drop. But after a Tennessee punt, Tampa Bay goes 80 yards, all but eight yards through the air. Mayfield to Evans for 22. He makes up for it. 17-3 Tampa Bay, 246 left third quarter. And then Kelly next drive. Tennessee ends up with a fourth and goal at the nine. They're down 14, 12.57 to go. And Mike Vrabel says, hey, Nick Folk, you get out there and you kick that 27-yard field goal. And you kick it good. And he did. <laughs> And he turned a 17-3 game into a 17-6 game. Because what do you do, Gil? Because when you have a chance <laughs> to cut a two-score lead to a two-score lead, you do it. You do it. Every time. McLaughlin I was would, screaming during that. McLaughlin would answer with a 35-yard field goal to make it 20-6, which made it even more ridiculous. And that's how it would end up uh, with uh, Tennessee's last drives ending in a Levis pick and two turnovers on downs. Levis, 19 of 39 for 199, no touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked four times. Henry, 11 for 24. That's always the barometer for Titans games. 11 carries, 24 yards. And Tennessee was outgained, 340 to 209. Tennessee's just one of these teams. Tennessee and Tampa both. Like, the reason this was the game I wanted no part of is because any outcome would, no outcome would have surprised me. Yeah. I played the over on the 38. It's just, both these both these fronts are good. Thought that they thought they would slow down the run, but they get big chunk passing plays sometimes. But Billy Levi's just didn't show up. He did. Didn't show up. And then there's Jacksonville, who this was supposed to be the marquee matchup of the, of the day, hosting the Niners. Yeah, not so much. After a Jags three and out that ends in a sack of Lawrence, San Francisco goes 57 yards on four plays to Kittle for 29, the big one. Next play to Ayuk, 13-yard touchdown pass. As, uh, boy, Purdy likes that across-the-body cross-field yeah. pass, doesn't he? That's going to... That's not going to come back and haunt him at any point, is yeah, it? Yeah, he's got a little gunslinger in him sometimes that comes out. That, uh, yeah. 7 and nothing, San Francisco, 11-34, left first quarter. Then after another Jacksonville three and out that ends in a sack of Lawrence, Moody, 39-yard field goal, 10 to nothing. After a trade of punts, Jacksonville drive ends on a Nick Bosa chase young, half sack, half sack of Lawrence. 
Uh, he fumbles. Bosa recovers. Doesn't lead to anything, though. Team's trade field goals before halftime. 13-3 to Niners into the half. So the Niners are dominating this game, but they only lead 13-3. to Then in the second half, the blowout begins. Second play from scrimmage. Purdy to Kittle for 66. 20-3 San Francisco. 50 seconds into the half. Niners would make it 27-3 on a Debo 23-yard touchdown run. That after Lawrence was picked by Talanoa Ufanga to end one drive, and a second would end on a Christian Kirk fumble hit by Ambry Thomas which was an interesting moment in the game because Ambry Thomas appeared to recover it. He did recover it, but then he, re he appeared to take it to the house when no whistle blew, but the Niners' whole team was on the field nullifying it. It took Fox forever to show the angle of the entire field, of the entire team on the field. <laughs> so for like 90 seconds, which is an eternity, the announcers and the viewers are like, what the heck happened? We're, we're live on the air, and I'm like, what's taking what's so long? And then on? they showed that replay, and we're like, well, half the team's on the field. Yeah. Like, but I it don't... took them forever to give us that angle. It's like, oh, that. why couldn't you have shown us that a long time ago? Uh, no matter. Lawrence would then get picked by Fred Warner on a fourth and 15 as he was getting hit uh, on the pass. That led, that led to a, uh, by the way, the Niners scored on that same drive where Ambry, Tom, Ambry Thomas recovered that fumble. Uh, Lawrence would then get picked by Fred Warner on a fourth and 15 as he was getting hit on the pass. Led to a three-play 40-yard drive. Purdy did a use check from 22 out, 34 to three Niners. And then the Niners would later, how can I put this? Cheesily. Is cheesily a word? Sure. They would later cheesily try to force-feed McCaffrey a touchdown to keep his touchdown yeah, streak alive. Yeah. That was unsuccessful. 34 to three would be the final. Trevor Lawrence, 17 of 29 for 185. No touchdowns, two picks. He was sacked five times, two carries for seven yards. He did lose the fumble. Christian Kirk, six for 104, and a fumble lost himself. Bottom line, Jacksonville against this Niners defense. 12 first downs total. They were outgained 437 to 221. And most importantly, they were minus four in turnovers, which led directly to uh, plus 14 net San Francisco points. Niners just destroyed them. We, we had a tweet last week, for, forgive me uh, to the gentleman or, or, uh, that uh, tweeted it in, but I agreed with it at the time. I think it was on Friday, where he said, do the Niners remind you, and we'll get to the Niners, but the, do the Niners remind you of that Rams team that won the Super Bowl, where they kind of had this lull in the middle of the regular season. It took, I'll, I'll paraphrase, it took the scent off of them for everybody, and then they just destroyed everybody the rest of the year. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what? The Niners do remind me of that. Yeah. Three-game losing streak, and here they come. They were my number one power-rated team still heading into this week. They prove it with this. They go into Jacksonville, and they just crush them. The Niners with extra rest here, 34-3. to But this is Tennessee at Jacksonville, right? So I'll say yeah. Jacksonville minus seven. It is six and a half, basically painted everywhere. My only bet in my account so far is Jacksonville. Oh, you bet this yeah, already? Yeah, I bet it already. Laid the six and a half. Is that, that, was is that more of a back Jacksonville or a fate of Tennessee? Uh, a little bit of both. Expect a, a Jaguars bounce back here. And then, yeah, I, I think what we saw out of Levis this past week, and now you start looking back at what he's kind of done in the past, the, the first couple games. I, I, you know, I think that, that new quarterback shines worn off a little bit with him. And, and yeah, I, I think this Jack, Jacksonville deep, this is just, just such a difference in class, right? And I think, which leads me to the further just on the Niners quick, where it's the, doesn't it feel like every week that goes by, we are getting like fewer, it feels like there are fewer and fewer teams that actually can or will okay, win the Super Bowl. This is exactly what I was going to ask you after this. The way that Seattle's playing, let, let's talk about like our bottom mm -hmm. of our top 10. The way the Jacksonvilles of the world played yesterday, Seattle just over the course of a few weeks now, uh, Detroit struggling to beat the Chargers. Um, 
But I, yes. you think about the Dolphins, right? They we, the, the, we get excited about them the, going into Buffalo and Philly, Dolphins, and they get smacked around. The Dolphins like, and the Cowboys are bullies. Yes, to answer your question, yes, a resounding yes. There's literally, and the the wild card is Buffalo. I don't know what they are. Tonight we'll find out. They're seven point favorites. I have them in the contest. They need to show up and crush in a game like this at home yep. against Denver. But if they don't, it's like six weeks of playing meh football also, and they can't be included in that San Francisco, Kansas City, Philadelphia group. That might be it. Cincinnati, as you mentioned. Cincinnati's another one that looked I terrible. Mean, Baltimore, yesterday. they lost. And Well, I still could, I'll still include Baltimore in that top group. Still will do that. More to come next. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Billett. We get tweets at Meeting the Book. Always appreciate the feedback on the show. This is from uh, Tony Farmer at Tony's Tony's Market Tips. He says, I liked your breakdown of the Bengals-Texans game. I don't think D'Amico Ryans gets enough credit for the timeouts he called at the end of the fourth quarter to make sure there was enough time. I don't think Kyle Shanahan or many others call those timeouts. Uh, What Tony's referring to is D'Amico Ryans calling timeouts when the Bengals had that last sequence on offense, which resulted in a game-tying field goal. Uh, Should have been a a go-ahead touchdown to Boyd, which he dropped. Um, I will take issue with one thing. I think other coaches would have called those timeouts. Smart coaches. I think Kyle Shanahan would have called those timeouts. But it, it, but it does bring up the broader question of, I mentioned earlier, MVP market. Either the guys at the top of that market didn't play well yesterday. Lamar, um, Burrow, who, who we were talking about as a bubbling under guy, he didn't play well. Um, whereas others were just idle, right? Hurts hasn't, it didn't play, yeah, and, Mahomes. and Mahomes didn't play. Um, rookie of the year is already a done deal with C.J. Stroud. Coach of the year is the real fascinating market still because you have Dan Campbell as the short shot at DraftKings. Dan Campbell is currently at uh, plus 150. D'Amico Ryans, the aforementioned, is 3-1. to one. Mike McDaniel, 6-1, to one, and Kevin O'Connell, plus 750. By the way, Mike Tomlin remains at 12-1. to one. So that market is still the most fascinating I, if, if you were telling me right now, Gil, who do you think the coach of the year is? You're asking me right now, who do I think legitimately is coach of the year right at this moment? I would say D'Amico Ryans. But Houston still has yep. to get to the playoffs, I think, for that to, to manifest. Yes, me too. Unless the Lions go 15-2 and two or something like that and then, you know, get a number one seed. I mean, there's so many different paths for all of these guys. Dolphins have a path to that for, for McDaniel. Tomlin has a path. Certainly, certainly the Vikings and Kevin O'Connell 
uh, has a path, which we'll get to here momentarily. Um, also tweeting, let me not stop at that one. This is also from uh, at Beating the Book. I obviously want to go through all these here. Chris Heath, El Cerrito's own Tony, Tony, Tony. Yes, El Cerrito's own. Uh, Gilly Ice Butchers, my nickname, says, Patriots fan over here, Gil. How glad are you not to have to review the Patriots-Colts game? I mean, brutal game to watch. Yeah, we, uh, as opposed to last week, which was the Dolphins and the Chiefs, it's like, all right, Germany, you like that one? Here are the Patriots and Colts. Um, I can't believe the Colts are 5-5. Five and five. The Colts are set up kind of nice, too, the rest of the way here. Um, they're super excited. But, yeah, the, the main upshot of that game was, is it, is it over for Mac Jones? And what are the Patriots going to do? In well, the Patriots are the one team that would draft a quarterback. A lot of these other teams, like, you wonder, are the Bears going to draft a quarterback? Are we 100% sure they are with one of their two picks of the top? And we'll get to Arizona, which clear clearly they're not tanking. What the heck are they doing? I mean, I don't know. And then there's the Giants. What are they going to do? Are they going to draft a quarterback? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I On all three, right? Yeah. I mean, the Bears, I think you're just, there's so much, the draft capital they already have and what they could potentially turn that into. Like, there's so many different things they could do. They get to enjoy it. all offseason figuring that out. Phil Weiss. You know, Gil, I don't remember you all uh, screaming that Carolina should have taken Stroud. I'm going to have to check the tapes. I'll get back to you when I finish my research. LOL. <laughs> That's great. Mike Stacks. Uh, with so many Bengals lost in Survivor and all the Cowboys used yesterday, Thanksgiving will have way less Cowboys used than originally thought. Should be an interesting turkey day for Circus Survivor. And Michael Burns, the hot hand is on air right now. Young Gill, stay hot, baby. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Let's do some games. What do we got? We have the Cardinals at Texans. Last early window game. Cardinals beat the Falcons. They're 2-8 and eight against the aforementioned uh, Texans, who are 5-4. and four. Arizona yesterday... It's three to nothing Arizona after a Prater 51-yard field goal. Atlanta goes 75 yards. Heineke to Scotty Miller from two. Seven to three Atlanta. 13-27 left second quarter. Seven to six Atlanta after a Prater 46-yard field goal. Atlanta goes 75 again. Bijan in from five. 14 to six Atlanta. 4:07 left second quarter. But then Arizona goes 75 yards. Kyler in from six out. 14 to 12. Two-point attempt fail. Kyler intended for Connor. That's the halftime score. 14 to 12 Atlanta. Heineke at the half. Five of nine for 30. Let me repeat that. Five of nine for 30. Murray, <laughs> in his return, 11 for 18 for 143. Two carries for 13 yards and a touchdown. Third quarter after an Atlanta three and out. Prater, 56-yard field goal. And Arizona has their lead, their first lead, or actually second lead, 15 to 14. Then after another Atlanta three and out, Murray picked by Nate Landman on first and 10 from their own 25. Falcons can't get a first down, though. They settle for a coup. 36-yard field goal. They go up again, 17 to 15, 5-18 left third quarter. Teams trade, three and outs. But Greg Dortch returns the Bradley Pinion punt, 49 yards, setting up Arizona at the Atlanta 21. Three plays later, Clayton Toon in from one. They put him in at the one, 22 to 17 Arizona. Heineke hurt, though, on the next drive for Atlanta, so Ritter's back in the game, and that ends with Ritter failing to convert on a fourth and one at the Arizona 21 with 8.01 to go. Then after an Arizona punt, Atlanta, though, down five, goes 74 yards, including an unbelievable Drake London catch where he tipped the ball to himself. Ritter in from nine, 23-22 Falcons. Two-point conversion fails, though, Ritter intended for London. 2.33 to go, Arizona down a point. It gets to a third and 10 at their own 42, 150 to go. Did you see this Kyler Murray scramble? Oh, yeah. It ends up being a 13-yard first down scramble. He probably, he probably went 50 yards on the play. At least, yeah. 
can we say vintage Kyler Murray? Is that allowed? I, close to it. Vintage. Then two plays later, Murray to Trey McBride for 33. 47 seconds left. That sets up a Prater game-winning 23-yarder. Arizona 25, Atlanta 23. Kyler Murray 19 for 32 for 249 in his return. No touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked twice. Six carries for 33 yards and the touchdown. McBride 8 for 131. They did have 11 penalties for 112 yards. They overcame it. They held Atlanta to 254 total yards. They ain't tanking, Kelly Bidlin. They ain't tanking. Well, hey, man, they're still alive for the playoffs. They're just going to, like, win out. <laughs> no, they're definitely not tanking, though. <laughs> uh, Houston, who they're playing, uh, we talked about them beating the Bengals. They've won 5 of 7 now since their 0-2 start under D'Amico Ryans. Stroud was 23 of 39 for 356. One touchdown, one pick. He was sacked once. Two carries for 8 yards and a touchdown. He did have two fumbles lost. Singletary, 30 for 150 on the ground and a touchdown. Noah Brown, 7 catches for 172. 544 total yards for the Texans versus 380 for Cincinnati. Five total turnovers in that ballgame. Houston had three of them. Uh, but only one led directly to points, that last Cincinnati touchdown. Houston gets the win. And as we said earlier, uh, yes, the MVP numbers uh, in the betting markets for Stroud have come crashing down from about 100 to 1 to 30 to 1. But uh, we're stupid human brains, and uh, we're only going to give him Rookie of the Year, even though his resume lines up beautifully with all the others. I put Houston in no man's land, five and a half at home. Yeah, I think that's where it opened most spots either five five and a half has come down a little bit four and a half basically painted everywhere now so yeah it was five earlier at DraftKings, uh down to four and a half currently and that's what you hey, find them keep coming places. down i'll bet you texans if it keeps coming down yeah i i mean i think this is the one i'll be staying far away from just because like you you know like, like you kind of hinted at with the vintage kyler murray i don't know what to make of this cardinals team right now i mean i think also overlooked a little bit is them getting James Conner back yesterday, too, which had, he had been so good for them, not only last year, but the beginning of this season, too, before he got injured. That's right. So it's a really a, a new-look offense for the Cardinals here going forward. Let me ask you this. If you're in Survivor, you're still in Survivor. This is the week before Thanksgiving. Houston, Jacksonville, or Cleveland? What do you like best? This is assuming you don't have any of the, if you don't have Dallas left, you don't have Detroit left. Yeah. If you're left with those three teams, who are you Actually, I, I guess it's easy for me because I already said I bet them Jags. It would be Jags. Jags. Interesting. Okay. Fo followed, by the, followed by the Browns. Followed by the Browns. Because I am interested me. in that side this week as well. Let's do one more real quick here. All right. Early, early part of the late window, Buccaneers at 49ers. The early late. The I early love that. late. I love yes. that. 405. The 405. Start. Tampa Bay's 4 and 5. We just talked about them. They beat Tennessee. Mayfield was 18 of 29 for 278. Two touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked three times. Evans, 6 for 143 and a touchdown despite a horrific drop. And they outgained Tennessee 340 to 209 at the Niners, who blew out the, the Jacksonville Jaguars, as we discussed. Purdy was 19 of 26 for 296, three touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked twice. McCaffrey, 16 for 95 on the ground, six catches for 47, filling up the box score. Kittle, three for 116. They held Jacksonville to 12 first downs. They outgained them 437 to 221, and they were plus four in turnovers, led directly to plus 14 net San Francisco points. Tampa Bay at San Francisco, San Francisco by 10 and a hook. 10.5, 10 and a half here. Ding, 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 ding. That's what it is. 10 and a half or 11 everywhere. Ah, uh, yes. What did I tell you before the show? Tampa Bay is 6 and 3 ATS? <laughs> yeah, you so. said after you could, you could guess what Tampa Bay's ATS record. I, no, I never follow any yeah, of that me stuff. Either. I was punching those 6 up. 6 and 3. Well, I mean, that's just random to me. It really is. They're a random team, right? So San Francisco by 10 and a half nailed that one.
All right. Still yeah. so far like Cleveland. Still searching for more than just one game. Uh, how many more do we have to get to here? I would imagine a handful. Five? Four or five more? All right. Four. Four. Four more. All right. We'll do the two afternoon games and the two primetime games still to come. Guessing lines week 11 on a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network. Gil Alexander, it's Kelly Bidlin. Um, we get tweets at Beating the Book. Always appreciate it once again. I say that, but I mean it. Jamie Leva at Jamie Leva 23. Coming from a family of a dad named Tony and a brother named Anthony, I feel like my parents dropped the ball when they named me Jamie. Just lazy. 90s R&B is the best. Glad you had fun. What was your uh, Tony, 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 Tony? What was your, uh, was the Tim Meadows The pop bit? star. You got to see that movie, man. That movie <laughs> cracks me up. Whatever what's, I, what's the bit that he was the fourth Tony? So, yeah, he was the fourth, because he's the manager of, uh, of of the guy, I forget the actor's name, but he plays like a pop star character, right? And he's oh, the yeah. manager, and he's like, yeah, I used to be part of a, a small group called Tony, 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 Tony. It was the fourth Tony. And uh, they kicked me out. They weren't happy when I put a question mark at the end of mine. So it was Tony, 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 Tony. <laughs> they weren't happy with the question mark. Three Jack H, 31-31. Took Sam Howell at 30-1 to as passing yards leader. Now down to 7-1. to Is there a path for him to win? Oof. There's a path. There's a path. He is the current leader. But keep in mind, of course, the uh, commodes haven't had their bye week yet. Uh, yeah. So he's, he's actually played one more game than everybody. Uh, so, yes, he's currently in the lead. He's got about a one, not about, he has exactly a 157-yard lead over C.J. Stroud. But, again, no buy yet. So he will have one week. If you have a, if you have a Howell ticket, you will just have to have one week where you just swallow hard and hope that people don't soar by him. Am I crazy or is it still? It's like half the league or more that still hasn't had a buy yet. A lot of buys still to come. You could tell on guessing kind lines. Of like, yeah. Like we're in week 11 already. And this is uh, at plus underscore money. He said, uh, I shouted on, I don't know what he made a typo here, but basically he has a Shane Steichen coach of the year ticket at 35 to 1. Now Shane Steichen is 25 to 1. He says great value if they get a wild card spot. You know, it's interesting that you bring up Shane Steichen because you're right. Without Anthony Richardson one, and, and without Jonathan Taylor, right, for most of this season, you could argue, wow, this is amazing. They're 5-5. Five and five. And by the way, from here to the end of the year, like you're right, they could get a wild card spot. Is that enough to overcome the Dan Campbell narrative, the Mike Tomlin narrative, the D'Amico Ryan's narrative, the Kevin O'Connell narrative? I mean, there's a lot of great choices this year, and Shane Steichen is among them. You're right. Probably we should probably mention him in the in the uh, in the same conversation. I just don't think he gets there. Me either. I I I, I hear you. Yeah. Agree with everything you say. Yep. I think getting this one home is a lot more difficult than getting some of those other ones. I mean, you got to make the overcome playoffs. Those four guys. You you got to make the playoffs, and you got to do it with Gardner Minshew. Right, like that is a you got a tough road ahead of you if you're the Indianapolis. But even if you do, let's say the Colts do get to the yeah. playoffs, you're still not a lock to win it if no, you're Shane right. Steichen. Yeah, if the Lions finish with the one sweet one seed, Dan Campbell's still taking that. Lions one seed, Vikings with Josh Dobbs, uh Steelers getting to the postseason, and the Texans. The Texans getting to the postseason to me is still the uh the trump card. For that that's me. But I just think all four are better than the Steichen. The, the auto the auto win no matter what else happens. Yes, because think of what you thought think, of the Texans. I think you're right. I think you're right, Gil. Yeah. I mean We that, kinda said that last week, 
But now that it's becoming even closer to a reality. Right. And remember with the Dan Campbell, everybody's like, well, Dan Campbell's the favorite if the Lions get the number one seed. But Nick Sirianni finished fifth last year with the Eagles. Fifth. Yeah. So and in the last year was the so kind of the the hype, the hype going into the Lions. They thought they were going to be good. You've already kind of had the the hype train going on Detroit. Right. This kind of feels like year two or one and a half. I agree. So I agree. Feels like yeah, no, I, I, yeah. I, I, I'm with you. I, I think Houston makes the playoffs. D'Amico Ryan's wins that award. I do too. And that's, yeah, the, I mean, Kevin O'Connell people be like, what are you talking about? It's Josh Dobbs off the street. Yeah, but I'd still go to D'Amico. That's just me. I think the Shane Steichen thing is a good point. We probably should mention him, but that's all. Yeah. All right, what's next? Jets at Bills, 425 Eastern. The 4-5 and five Jets at the 5-4 and four Buffalo Bills. Bills sight unseen. They play tonight. They host the Broncos. They're seven-point favorites. I have them as my fifth play in the contest. Please, Bills, make this happen. This would be over 60% for me if the Bills get it done. Time to talk if that happens. Uh, I'll say Bills minus seven here again. Sight unseen. This is uh, Bills minus seven. This line's been cracking me up the most this morning because I think it opened six and a half most places. So the game tonight really hasn't been bet a ton to the Bills side, yet the Bills and Jets is getting bet. I brought up earlier how, like, we talked about, okay, the, the, the number of teams that can actually win a Super Bowl is maybe as crystallized as it's ever been this year, where I think there's four teams. But I do think the Bills are the wild card fifth because all it would take is one. Like, if the Bills come out tonight and they win 45 to 7, you will instantly toggle back to the Bills are just this good at times. But if they struggle again, it will have been, what, a month and a half where they haven't played good yeah. football? So I just don't know, man. Like, I'm still a believer. I Like, Josh Allen, I think it's more hurt than, than we really know. And th th we've seen this defense with these injuries done to this defense. The defense is the problem. I, that, it's the that biggest is, part. Yeah. That's the biggest part of it. You're right. Even though Eager just, and just, Shots and all those guys come out and I can't even get the MVP question yeah. out, and they're like, Allen! Josh, I know. I, 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 can't put, I can't even think to put him in that group. And I think we're, we're thinking about the exact same four teams. I can't put him in there. No, I can't currently. For sure I can't. But I'm just saying, if they here they have the Broncos followed by the Jets. If they go crush mode, crush mode. Yeah, maybe we're thinking about it then, yeah. Or do we just put them in the bully's pile, you know, at that point? All right, what's next? Next up, Seahawks at Rams, 425 Eastern. The Seahawks at the Rams. Will we get Matt Stafford or not? We don't know yet. Does it matter? Seahawks are 6-3. and three, The Rams are 3-6. and six. Geno yesterday in beating Washington, 31 for 47 for 369. Two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked once. Walker, 19 for 63 on the ground. One catch for 64 in the touch which we talked about. Metcalf, seven for 98, seven catches for 98 yards. Lockett, eight catches for 92 and a touch. 489 total yards for the Seahawks. At the Rams, who were idle. In a season where, again, by the way, you, all this, you, me, and Matt used to talk about this on primetime action. And I think I talked about it on the numbers game, which is after the Rams won the Super Bowl, it's like, Matt Stafford, you, what do, you have all these injuries. What, what do you have left to prove? You won a Super Bowl. You're a borderline Hall of Famer. You're probably, stats, believe it or not, probably puts him in the Hall of Fame. I know that's crazy. But he, he, he compiled so many, you know, he amassed great stats in Detroit. Then he went to the Super Bowl. He's like, what do you have left to prove? He's getting that kind of buzz now. Are you hearing that? People are like, are you retiring? Like, why are you doing, you know, this sort of thing. And he's like, no, I want to keep playing. 
So I don't know if he's going to play in this game or not. I got not. so much respect for it because I, yeah. I would never, I would be tapped out. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm retired. He's, he's all about it. He wants to keep playing. Good for him. I think if he plays, it's Seattle. I split the difference between a pick him and a three. I said Seattle minus one and a half. But I hate this game. I would never touch this game. Yeah, right now we're Seattle two and a half. There is a three. It's three at DraftKings right now, but juiced to the Rams side. It is mainly two and a halves out there. Mainly two and a halves. Um, that might be the answer to the question of a game I want no part of. Because I, oh, could, I could totally see the Rams, by Seattle Rams showing up for this yeah. game. Seattle is completely a fraud. Also, if I had to guess sitting here on Monday, I would. I think Stafford plays in this. But I think so. I, but I, I guess I'm not positive. But and I've, I've been burned by Seattle too many times now. This is six and three. Your, your record's cute, but I don't know how good <laughs> your you record, really are. Your record is adorable. <laughs> uh, you, with, you agree with me on, on, uh, on Coach of the Year. You'd go D'Amico? Over everybody? Like yeah, you were, if you, I, I, I think you, so. you must make a bet today. What would you bet? What's he at again? Is he down to three to one? Is that what you said? Three to one. It's not very sexy anymore at three to one. It's not, but yeah, it's still the bet I would make. I, th I think you're right. <laughs> this is a tweet. I mean, the question, of course, is what happens if what happens if the Lions get the one seed in the NFC and Houston makes the playoffs? Say again? I won't even go that. I'm going to go, Lions get the one seed. Houston makes the playoffs as the sixth seed. They're not even the last team in. Houston. I think so, too. So yeah. I think it's D'Amico Ryans, though. I think so. I, think, like, I mean, you have but to be. If, but if they don't make the playoffs and say Minnesota does. They got no chance. Then yeah. no. Yeah. It's like we'll, you have to make the playoffs to win that team. We'll, we'll get to this tomorrow with Heisman because we don't talk college football on Mondays with guessing lines. But we'll get to this with the Heisman Trophy Award tomorrow, which is the Heisman Trophy market, I mean. Which is if you do blind resume between Bo Nix, Michael Penix, and, oh, and, and Jaden Daniels, yeah. like it's, it's just the three losses that make you not like the, so that's the thing. So the, the MVP voters are all the Aaron Schatzes of the world. Like, the NFL voters tend to be more analytical and more analytical. They're more anex analytics-driven as time goes on, almost to the point where they're too close to the sun on that. They're too in the weeds with analytics. The Heisman is the exact opposite, where you think it's more of a brain-dead populace, and they're like, well, LSU's lost three times, so he's out. I wonder if that will apply to Coach of the Year, where you just have to have some kind of tiebreaker. I feel like the college thing, though, is like he gets punished because their defense sucks. Yeah, it's exactly That's why what's he happening. gets punished. That's what's happening. By the way, Texans right now plus 105 to make the playoffs. Like, if you are betting yes for them to make the playoffs, you have just, to add just on to Miko. Yeah. All right, primetime games coming up. Looking for value. Numbers game beast in the Sports Betting Network. We get texts, we get tweets. Uh, Michael Montesano, who won the uh, Booby Prize at Circa the first year, he agrees with me about the whole Jaden Daniels thing, which we'll talk about tomorrow, which is, I, I mentioned, just because they have three losses, those the Heisman voters, again, this gets back to our original segment where it's like, yeah. human beings are dumb. They're just going to not give him the Heisman because LSU has three losses. And he says to me, he goes, C.J. Stroud was the favorite. This two years ago. C.J. Stroud was the favorite for the Heisman. I believe minus 200 before the Michigan game that year. His defense sucked. And he was awesome in the game. He lost the Heisman because of it. Bryce Young had that incredible drive to beat Auburn, got to the SEC championship game. I remember because I had Stroud 40 to 1, this in relation to Daniels winning the yeah. Heisman. That's all it, yeah. it's all it takes sometimes in these. So like I'm gonna rush and make like I didn't make that bet yesterday, yeah. but I'm gonna make that bet today. And it's probably just throwing money into a, into the fire. Jaden Daniels? Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but, like, you're right. You can't look. You can't pull up college football stats and think Jaden Daniels is not the obvious Heisman favorite. I don't know if he's obvious, but he's, he gets the nod for me because generally he's been – yeah, generally he's been married because he, he, the separator for him is – there is on the ground also like his like, first of all he yeah. destroys pe- he, he he knocks off Bo Nix in every category but Oregon has one loss and LSU has three and that's all it's going to come down to for some people so he's 27th in the country in rushing yards oh, dude, I'll and do, third I'll, in pass we'll yards. do it all tomorrow like it's just there's so many that he like the, the, the rushing touchdowns puts him over everybody we get tweets at Benny the Book. Charlie D, USA number one. George Foreman will see your three Tonys and raise you all five of his sons named, uh, sons named George. Great show and Kelly doing a great job. I can still hear Chrissy voice saying, I like your line better. Yes, we miss Chrissy for sure. Yep. Uh, primetime, Cowboys underscore Cubs one, which is a better preemptive opening statement from Kelly. I'm sorry, or <laughs> am I crazy? Do, do I say that one it's a true. lot? He says both of those a lot. Do I say am I crazy I'm sorry lot? is the best one from your uh, cold, uh, what, freezing cold, cold takes. takes yeah. I'm sorry. Al, Kawhi Leonard, that Clipper team's struggling right now. <laughs> they suck. They need still, Chris Singleton. Still chance for Chris Singleton <laughs> to overcome him. Alan Mitchell. Was Jim Brown, oh, talking about C.J. Stroud, how I said, uh, He's going to win Rookie of the Year, but they're just not going to give him MVP no matter what his stats are. Alan Mitchell said, was Jim Brown the only player to win Rookie of the Year and MVP the same year? Thanks. Yes, Alan. As a matter of fact, he was. 1957. And the first it was the first year they did MV, did awards, right? Oh, is that right? I believe so. So if you're at, if you're if you're betting CJ Stroud to win MVP, you're bucking 66 years right. of that not happening. By the way, real quick, since we're talking trivia, can you name the only two baseball players to win both Rookie of the Year and MVP in the same season? Barry Bonds. No. No. Fred okay. Lynn and Ichiro. Can, oh. Can you name the only two in the NBA? To win Rookie of the Year and MVP. Same year. Oof. No, I can't. Obviously, it would be the same year. Wilt Chamberlain and Wes Unseld. Okay. The late, great Wes Unseld. I mean, like, Wilt's the obvious answer to just anything. And this, might be, this might be the greatest. It's like week. NBA trivia. Who's the only player, Wilt Chamberlain? This might be the uh, this might be the greatest tweet we've ever gotten. Mike Boreal, Gil, my 2024 Survivor season ended with Cincy in Baltimore. I feel like my wife just left me with my best friend, and boy, do I miss him. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. That's oh awesome. man. And oh, Diego, oh, I'm sorry. This buddy. is very nice. Uh, Diego Guay, Tech and Diego. Did anyone ever tell you that you have a smooth nighttime DJ voice? Oh no, no one's ever told me that. <laughs> Such a you great got a future in that line. Such work. a great <laughs> reprieve from the blaring commercial breaks. Love this show. Thank you. There was a time, Diego, where I lived that life. All right, we got two primetime games to get to. Can we find more value, please? Sunday night football, the Vikings at Broncos. The six and four Minnesota Vikings. At the three and five Broncos, who again, sight unseen, they haven't played. They play tonight. Minnesota against the Saints. This is another one that guessing lines just again couldn't have been a better exercise for us because I did the whole thing about I just feel like Dobbs is better than Carr and the rest of the market sees it differently. Three to three games, second quarter, Minnesota goes 75 yards including an amazing Dobbs to Hawkinson 24-yard pass and catch on a Dobbs scramble on third and five at the New Orleans 28. Two plays later, Ty Chandler in from two, 10 to three Minnesota. After New Orleans three and out, Minnesota goes 82 yards, Dobbs to Addison from 29 and to Hawkinson for 21 on the drive. Third and six of the New Orleans seven, a tremendous Dobbs scramble and run to Pater. 17 to three Minnesota, 324 left second quarter. He's amazing, man. 
after another New Orleans three and out, Minnesota starts at their own 24 with 147 left. Goes 76 yards, no problem. Dobbs to Hawkinson, his fifth catch of the drive, 10th of the half from 28 out, 24 to three Vikings halftime. At halftime, Carr was 9 of 14 for 63. Dobbs, 18 of 22 for 220 in a touch. Six carries for 40 yards and a touchdown. How many people do you think thought I was crazy when I said that? That uh, I thought Dobbs was so much better than Carr last week. They're like, what are you talking about? Mm, at least 90%. I would say so. Well, there you go. Third quarter, 27 to 3 Minnesota now. Carr in a medical tent. Had a shoulder injury and a concussion protocol at that point after getting a high load on a completion to Olave. Then two plays later, Kamara converts a fourth and inches. Next play, Jameis, your boy's in. What up? To Olave for 20, then to Olave in the corner of the end zone. Beautiful pass by Jameis from 14 out. Two-point conversion from Kamara. Good, 27 to 11, Minnesota. New Orleans knows math. They know that 24 is divisible by eight three times. <laughs> 526 left in the third quarter. After trade of punts and a missed Joseph 54-yarder, New Orleans goes 56 yards, including a fourth and two conversion. James to Alave for 26. Jameis, that is. To Alave for 26. Then three plays later on third and eight at the Minnesota 15. Jameis to A.T. Perry for 15 across the field. He rests the ball away from Byron Murphy Jr. Touchdown, Saints. Kamara in on the two-point conversion. 27 to 19, Minnesota. 11.40 to go. Then after a trade of punts and another Minnesota punt, New Orleans third and three at their own 44 with 3.13 to go. Remember, they're only down one score. Jameis picked by Makai Blackman. But they would force a Minnesota three and out. The Saints would. They get it back with 2.07 to go down eight. But first and 10 at their own 46. 1.56 to go. Jameis picked deep by Byron Murphy Jr. They would have to survive a Hail Mary on the game's final play after another three and out. But that would be the ball game. Minnesota 27. New Orleans 19. Dobbs 23 of 34 for 268. One touchdown. No picks. He was sacked once. Eight catches for 44 yards, excuse me, eight carries, rather, for 44 yards and a touchdown. Hawkinson ends up 11 for 134 and a touch. Minnesota held New Orleans to 280 yards. They were plus two in turnovers. Those late two Jameis picks to preserve the win. Minnesota at Denver again. Denver plays tonight. I will say Minnesota minus three on the road by a field goal. I think you found some value because we're Broncos two, one and a half or two in this game. Give me the Vikings. <laughs> Wrong team favorite. This is, are we going to do this every week with the Vikings? No one's going to give Dobbs his, his respect? This no, is, let apparently, me apparently it's going to take a few more weeks. When you watch football, are there, are there 10 quarterbacks better than this guy? Because if, if, you, if you answer yes quickly, you're not watching enough football. There might be 10, yeah, but no, it I'm ain't a like lock. To think, yeah. It's not a lock. This team is this team is better off with him than Cousins, and I know that sounds crazy to people. No, that is crazy. Come on. They are because I'll tell you why. This is from a guy who was a Commanders fan before they were the Commanders. They were called something else, Kelly, and I watched every snap of Kirk Cousins' career. Kirk Cousins is a great front runner. He's this, by the way, Cousins was having a great year too, but Cousins is plagued by late game poor decision making. Yeah, uh, which was sure. which has been Derek Carr's bugaboo for his entire career. Joshua Dobbs is the exact opposite of this. He is always making the play, and people refuse to accept it. And you know what? Keep refusing. Keep refusing. This guy's good, dude. I'm not saying he's not. He ain't good. I, I, think, I think Kirk Cousins gives this team a much better chance of winning. I would disagree with you wholeheartedly. Right. A much better chance of winning? Have you watched football yes. with Kirk Cousins? Yes. 
I don't know. Much better might be. A, it might, okay. it, it might be a stretch, but okay. you give him a better. Chance. Okay, I think you give him a better. Yeah, that's a disagreement. You're allowed to say yeah. better. That's that's a difference of. Because you, you just can't say much. I better. have a lot of respect for Dobbs, so I don't want to disrespect by yeah. saying much better. You're right. I'm it's just, amazing what he's doing. I just don't know what did he what did he get cut by three teams. What what, what more, were they more missing? More than that. More than that. That's that's true. They're watching him in practice. But that's that comes with the inherent bias of these guys' pedigrees, right? And it comes with the inherent bias of where you draft guys. It comes with the inherent bias of then how you perceive them. Why are you laughing? Great combo. We still got one game to go. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> What's next? I'm sorry. Eagles and Chiefs. Oh my God! It's the best Monday game of the week. Night, yes. Uh, Monday night, eight and one Eagles, seven and two Chiefs. Chiefs minus three. Neither team. This played. is two and a. Oh, oh no! It is up to three. It is. Yeah, two, there is one two and a half. A uh, couple two and a halves out there. It's three at DraftKings. Three most places now. Could be some rain. I'm I'm hearing in this game. Man, I was not running to late two and a half. That's actually that's. I'm surprised we're painted three yet. I don't think I could get to an Eagles like uh, the Eagles are one of these teams too that they've been getting by in games. I think this is where they lose. I was thinking Eagles teaser leg possibly, but I'll wait and see where this moves. Vikings and Browns, my two favorite of the week. We've done all we can do. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening.